strap yourself in for the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast with Ross, Matt, and Frank, aka The Oracle. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Rodders, and with me, uh, I've got my co-hosts. I'll let them introduce themselves now. I am Matt. End of statement. (laughs) And I am Frank, or the Oracle. Commonly known as the Oracle. The Oracle. We're the Garbage Time uh, Basketball Podcast. Podcast back for another week. Um, how is everyone? We all good? Yeah, I'm great, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be with uh, with you, Rodney E, and you, uh, Oracle. Um, I'm keen to know how you've seen this first week, actually, because I've been in sort of a cloud nine, really, with the basketball back. It's been great because before, like, there was like what women's cricket. There was, uh, <laughs> I, I believe, there, there was the balloon World Cup. If you saw that, you know, you know that the balloon World Cup. There was like we got to keep the balloon off the ground. There was the balloon World Cup. If I'd have known about that, I, 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 I would have watched it. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, actually. That was pretty good. But uh, I'm very glad that the basketball is back. Frank, how have you seen it, mate? The few, what's, what's been your highlight of the first week? Oh, well, being, you know, the, the Bulls fan winning three, you know, winning three straight, which is good. That's been my highlight. Probably, you know, seeing who isn't playing well, that's also been a highlight, too. Like, you just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean, come on, get your shit together. Yeah, we're taking a bit of joy from people, uh, people's failures, not doing well. That's always good. That's well, almost as good as people doing well. It's 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 first week, you know, so there's there's bound to be a uh, bit of rust, bit of bit of few cobwebs, yeah, blow out, yeah. From the, that's true uh, from from the off season and everything. I was watching one of the first games that I think the first game LA played, and within the first three minutes, Russell Westbrook dribbling the ball just falls over. Yes. Turns the ball over, falls over. Good start, Russ. Yeah, the the Lake Show has been a bit of a shit show to, to start off with, and I don't think that's really surprised anyone, really. I don't think, has it? No, that was uh, actually uh, opening night. Segue to our NBA recap. NBA recap. An opening night, we had Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Giannis dominated. KD had 32 and 11. Harden was a minus 20, and they lost big. You guys see that one? I did see that one, and I have to say I was impressed uh, with the Bucks. They've got a, bit, a lot of continuity, and I think that shows right there that they're they're impressive defensively. Most of all, I think is that's the first thing I was like. Defensively, they're they're impressive. Offensively, I think they know their strengths, <laughs> and they run to them. They got no name cunts coming off the bench and just stroking threes, stepping onto the court and stroking threes in that game. Every time someone stepped on the a Grace when you got Giannis though, like working at the at the level that he is, I think that just makes everyone that gives him just an extra step space. I think they, they got had no, they, had, they had no answer for him in that game. Yeah, and Giannis needs to be stroking it a bit better. Like he seems to be shooting, looks a little more fluid. Oh yeah, his jump shots improved dramatically over the off season. Milwaukee haven't really done too much to the team as well, so their chemistry still there from last season. So they can just go on and. And keep playing while all these other fucking teams are trying to get their shit together. And uh, he's shortened his free throw routine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. He has. He didn't let it get to his head. He could have let that get inside his head, but he didn't. And in the last episode, we talked a little bit about Simmons and him working on a jump shot. Giannis has been working on his jump shot for how long now? Three seasons? 
four seasons maybe now. And this is how long it's taken him to really get his eye in and get confident and really get like a rhythm of flow going. So Take note, Ben Simmons. Yeah, it <laughs> takes seasons. It doesn't take an one off season. You know what I mean? Like it gotta play the long game. We don't just see a fucking shitty fucking video every off season showing you working on your jump shot when you fucking don't do it during the fucking regular season, cunt. Yeah. Like, 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 work on it. Work on your jump shot. But this dude's got other strengths. Like, he's got other strengths that he needs to play to. In a few seasons' time, if he keeps working on it, maybe he'll be respectable. But you know, I think anyone thinking he's going to work on it over the off season and he's going to come back and be Reggie Miller is fucking. You know, they got rocks in their fucking head, mate. No way that's going to happen. The other game that night was Golden State and the Lakers. Steph had a lazy triple double: twenty-one, ten, and ten. Jordan Poole twenty off the bench, four, eleven threes. LeBong and AD had pretty good games, but they. They really had zero help in that game. Russ Westbrook, uh, I was going to say Russ Brook. Yeah, that's probably that's probably appropriate. And he was he was a minus twenty three in his in, in his opener. They didn't look good, the Lakers to me. They they didn't look uh, good, you know. Um, apart from their main guys getting off in that game, but they were they were outplayed totally by the, um, the bench, Golden State bench in that in that game. Yeah, no, those opening two games from the Lakers, I think Westbrook has looked like you know. An anchovy in a fucking chocolate pudding. It just shouldn't be there. It should, doesn't look like he belongs. He <laughs> He's stinking the joint up. Like, I think we kind of expected that from the Lakers, right? Because they're just a mishmash of everything. But I have been extremely impressed with the Warriors, though, in the first couple of games. Because they have played hard. Like, they know their strengths. They know what their limitations. But they play really hard. And they uh, go out there and give it 100%. Like, every person that goes out there. You might say the most, they're not most talented, but they will play hard all the time. And I've been really impressed with the way that they played against the Lakers and the next game they played against, was it the Nets? No, who'd they play? Who'd they play in the second game? No, oh, the Clippers. The Clippers it was. It was the Clippers. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they won both times against teams that you would say are more highly fancied. That's right. And took them to school, really. I mean, it, it just shows you, you know, they're playing for each other. I was impressed with them. And they've still got Clay to come back. Yeah. And the way Steph's playing at the moment, he's a front runner for MVP at the moment. Oh, no, it's only... You know, we're only three games into the season, but um, he's been playing really well. Well, he had 25 in the first quarter of that game in the uh, versus the Clippers, right? He didn't miss a field goal. It was perfect. He got over 10 rebounds in both games too, I think, didn't he? Well, yeah, maybe. He's active, man. I mean, he's active, you know? Easily probably the front runner for, for MVP at the moment, even though it's a... Uh... Three-game front runner. <laughs> Hot take. Hurry yeah. for MVP. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you had right, it. Me- you had it on the podcast. I'm here, interested just while we're on the Warriors. I'm interested to hear what you guys think about Wiseman though, and how uh, his future with the Warriors. Yeah, where is he? Well, he's injured at the moment. I think injured quotation marks. But mm-hmm. I think the reality is, is he doesn't really fit in with what they're doing there at the moment. Trade piece. Trade piece. Yeah, yeah. And where do you think? Where do you think that a player like Wiseman is going to go? And who? Who's a piece that the Warriors could? you know, really use. His value is a bit hard to assess, right, Frank? I mean, he's, is it his third year this year or sec- second year? He was rookie last year, right? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, he hasn't really played that many minutes ahead. Do you assess that? Yeah, I mean, on potential. I mean, but there's plenty of people in the league just getting paid on their fucking potential. That's true too. But, um, you know, realistically, who would they be – what what spot are they trying to fill? Are they trying to get more rebounding? I, I assume that's sort of what they – kind of need you know they need a big body who can rebound well, I mean, yeah. other than Dray, other than Draymond you know Draymond's played pretty well 
for me so far. He's um, got back to a bit of form, and I think that's why they're playing better. Yeah, look, I wouldn't be mad with if they traded Wiseman to the Blazers for CJ Wiseman and is it Kaminga? They get the number eight pick in this draft as well. Yeah, he's pretty highly touted, Kaminga. I think they got high hopes for him. So that's the right guy. I'm thinking that that's he was yeah. number eight draft pick. Is that right? If I'm if I'm yeah recalling right, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I, as a Blazers fan, I'd be happy with that trade. Young players. Full of potential. I think you would too, yeah. <laughs> I think you'd be very happy with that trade. And they get CJ, just a lights-out shooter, who hasn't started the season well, but uh, he is a solid you know, shooter who could play off Curry to sit in the corner. And- Did you get across most of their games this week? I, I didn't really see the Blazers play much this week. No, I only saw highlights of, their, of both their games. I only saw highlights of both their games. They started off poorly. The second game was better from what I understand, but... Uh, uh, yeah, again, I think it sort of plays into what I said in the first episode. Is is Nurkic playing any good? Or well, his highlights say that he's 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 doing okay. But again, it's like uh, they're always going to be competitive. Damian Lillard will always get his team up, you know, and playing hard, and always be competitive. But I think that this season is the season where maybe <laughs> they got to do something. Yeah. It's yeah, either CJ or it's Dame or they or they're gonna package up or both something yeah. for, for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh Nance Jr. going? Well I've only like I said, I've only seen highlights, but apparently like always, he's a good he's a solid, you know, rebounder, he's a good player. Uh he's been doing or doing all right. Still fine in the rotations, I think. I think Phillips is still sort of getting his uh rotations and surprisingly Snell is in that rotation. <laughs> Our favourite man, Tony <laughs> yeah. Snell, the dead set legend. Yeah, but I can't really speak too much about it because I've only seen the highlights. Like I said, I watch KO, guys. I watch I watch my NBA on KO, so I really only see the TNT and ESPN games. I don't see any of the, many of the local games. Although I did see Ra- Raptors in Dallas on Sunday. That was good. That was a good game. That was on KO? Yeah, that was on KO. Yeah, they play one regional game on Sundays. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've mm. watched it for a while, so I don't. I didn't know how it works. I I pretty much stream all the games illegally through illegal websites and just watch whatever I want whenever I want. What about you, Frank? How you how are you watching it? I'm on League Pass. Have you got the Deluxe League Pass? Deluxe League Pass, all games, all the time. Is that 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 has the NBA TV as well, right? And that's got like the classic games. Is that is, does that have the classic games as well? Yeah, that that's a good thing about off season. There's always heaps of sh- heaps of shit to watch during the off season. But yeah, as well as all the uh, the classic hardwood games and things. So yeah, it's great. Well, what's the library like on that? Can you go back to like uh, you know the '94 All Star Game or you know Rockets versus Celtics in fucking '97 or something like? It, it varies. They'll they'll change it up so you know they will have different playoff games from the '90s and even from the uh, 2000s as well. So worth the money. Oh, yeah, it's, oh, I think so. We should get sponsored by KO after this. This should, this should. Uh, hopefully, KO hears this and uh, <laughs> they like the way we're talking about. Then it. we can watch some more shitty ads. <laughs> there, there are a lot of ads. There are a lot of ads on KO. Or ice break ads. Yeah, that's why I don't like watching. I mean, I, I watch it for a little while, but yeah, no, I went back to illegal streaming. It wasn't yeah. enough. <laughs> More significant I want to talk a little bit about Charlotte because I think they've been playing really well. Like Miles Bridges has been playing awesome. 
Lamelo's been playing awesome. Big comeback in that um, first game against Indiana. They were 23, 25 down or something in the third quarter, I think. And they came back. Lamelo led a comeback from there to beat them. They've lost a couple of close ones, Indiana, but they've had a win yeah. also. But I, I think Charlotte have been a bit of a surprise team so far. Well, yeah, the matter lie out of me. I thought they were going to, like, step down a few rungs this season. I thought they were maybe going to come back to earth. But, no, they've been, they've been playing great. And nah, to the moon, baby. To the moon. That's where they're going. I feel like Charlotte and Indiana are very similar teams, except Charlotte has uh, Lamelo. Yeah. Which is sort of – which is that, that sort of uh, gives them that X factor. He plays – yeah, he plays like it's a pickup game. That's why it's cool to watch. It's so cool to watch. When he gets it right, it's cool to watch. It kind of looks dumb when he doesn't, but when he gets it right, it's uh, it's nice. I don't know. Like, I, I think he's a, he's a decent – Shooter, but he's best when he's dishing it or going to the basket. Mm, yeah, definitely in transition. I love watching Labello. He's he's fucking awesome. I enjoy watching him in the NBL, and yeah, he's doing even better things in the NBA now. So Charlotte, Charlotte three zero. They've won every game. They beat Brooklyn today. I think is that right? Brooklyn's got problems, man. Brooklyn's got problems. They, especially in that. No D, man. Well, yeah, yeah, but it, but now their offense isn't working really either because in that, especially in that first game against. Milwaukee, I was their offense looked really stagnant. The only two players that really looked like they had their eye in were Durant and Mills. Yeah. Mills Mills went seven for seven. Yeah. 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 Like just throwing the ball to Durant and letting him do his thing, that'll probably get you in the playoffs, but it won't get you deep in the playoffs, I don't think. I don't I, I just don't think just that's their offense at the moment. Give it to Durant and let him do his thing, which is efficient. Let's just talk about James Harden for a sec. He was minus twenty yeah. in that game. He's been poor to start the season. Kyrie's not there. He obviously needs to give him give him buckets, but he's not getting to the line. No. I think possibly the rule changes are affecting him a little bit. Like he can't initiate contact and get a foul anymore. He has to actually earn a trip to the line and he's not doing that at the moment. I think he's averaging two or three free throws a game. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's down from seven. So that's a big part of his game and it's not, it's just not there at the moment. And I, what do you guys think about that? The, the rules change affecting how hard can play the game. Well, I think that that is a factor, but I, I think the biggest factor man that works against him is he's fat. Like, I'm, and I'm not even joking. Like, <laughs> I've been saying this for three seasons now. This guy is out of shape. Like, fat gaming James Harden on the podcast. Boom. Yeah. It, this guy. Don't pull any punches around here. He, he's not in shape, man. Like, look, especially in that first game, him plodding up the court. He, was, he, he would run for two steps, then walk the rest of the way. And I was like, what this fucking guy. Someone get him a fucking you know jug of gravy or something. He needs more energy. He just like he he was just walking, plodding up the court. Didn't have any bursts of speed. I was just like, this is the guy who's not fit. Do you reckon that he is like literally just takes ten games to to warm into the league? Like he just doesn't bother until the, the games start, and then he starts to you know. Is that good enough though, man? I don't think that's good enough. Like coming in that out of shape. If it was anyone else, it's not. But if it was anyone else. They'd be out on their ass, but because it's James Harden, then he's that good, you know. Yeah, that's fucking weird. You'll see pictures of him, and he's thin and looking good, and then other days he's just looks like he's fucking just needs to take a ten pound shit. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of mad titties, I was watching that game, and I I spotted Jay Z courtside. Now I don't know whether you guys saw him sitting courtside today, but he was wearing a white t shirt. And I don't know whether it was the angle of the lighting or just 
whatever. But the dude looked like he had mad man titties. Yeah, he does, like, I believe. I, I, there's a, there's a, there's a, there is a, there's like a picture the on the internet were, of him at the beach yeah. there and yeah. with his shirt off yeah. and I'm like. Yep. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. And I'm like, full on titties. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, it's almost like he didn't seem to get, like, it seems so obvious to me when I was. Guy's a billionaire, man. He's, he's like, he's happy. He's a billionaire. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's eating his HSPs. He's drinking his ice breaks. He's chicken, you know, he's chilling. He's, he's kicking back and fucking living large, man. And I've got to say, I can't really blame him. I can't really blame him. You know, being fat is proven to like not affect your rapping ability. Being fat affects your basketball ability. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's allowed to grow man titties and fondle himself all day as, as long as he wants, yeah. really. But if you're a player in the NBA, you kind yeah. of think that that's – it's not the best look for your team. The Nets need to speed up their offense. They need to speed it up. And with him in the lineup, it is just slow as, like, people walking in cement, man. It's so slow. I need the oracle on this one. Who is going to play – Defense for Brooklyn. Who is going to play D for that team? Who? Oh, Jesus. Is there anyone that can play D on that team? That's, That's what I mean. Well, yeah. that young center they got, I can't remember his name. Name escapes me right now. Cla- the young Claxton. guy. Claxton. Claxton. Yeah, he's a decent defender. He's a decent defender. And, uh, you know, he does his best sort of uh, while all these dudes are just chucking it up from the outside. But other than that, Nah, you know, I can't see. I mean, Durant's a, a, a decent defender as well, but fuck, he's got to use all his energy just to, to put up 30 shots and keep him in games, man, at the moment. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know who, who's on their coach. Like Steve Nash himself wasn't much of a defender himself. So doesn't seem to me like they're going for much defense. It's all just no, how, how no. well the offense clicked. Yeah, so they've got no defense, but the offense of just simply giving it to Durant, that's only, it can only take you so far, man. Like it's... It'll get you in the playoffs, like I said before. But that's it. Guaranteed playoffs, but yeah, you, you, championship hopes. Yeah. You can't base it all on whether Durant is going to put his foot over the line. Or not. And they're fielding offers for, for Kyrie, right? Is that right, Frank? Uh, they're now fielding offers for, for Kyrie, I think I heard the other day. Yeah, but uh, I mean, fuck, who's going to take him now? That's the thing. I mean, there was another – I heard another one. It was, you know, Westbrook for Irving. Yeah. How's that going to work? Yeah, exactly. Uh, him and LeBron aren't really on good terms, though. I don't think anymore, are they? No. Who knows? But yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem like they are. No. Yeah, you know, uh, Simmons for Irving that works great for Brooklyn because they need so they need they need defense. They need someone who can push it, and they need someone who can lift the tempo. And Simmons is a guy who can do that. And Kyrie could play in Philly, right? Like they don't have that. Same mandate or do yeah, they? Yeah, uh, man, I don't know how that works. I know that he's not going to be able to play in some places, but uh, I think that at least there they'll get advice at home games. That's why they're looking to deal him because it, it'll be a, a different situation for um, for him depending on where he goes. Let's talk a little bit about the Bulls, Frank. Yes. You want to go through – they pretty have a pretty hot start. Fun to watch, man. Yeah. Out of Boston Blazers and, and Chicago, you know, Chicago doing pretty well. They're 3-0 three, three and at the moment. Yeah, I got to watch the first game against Detroit. Got to say, Detroit actually played really well. Most of the time, they were a, a step ahead of the Bulls, and they just Bulls didn't play that well. But in the end, we just sort of grinded it out and got over the line, which is good to see. But a bit of a wake up call for the Bulls as well, which was you want that you don't want to be too cocky or anything. Who's coaching Detroit, Frank? Uh, Dwayne Casey, I think it is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. And yeah, he had that team playing really well for you know for the the talent they had. They just 
they played really good team ball. Well, there's no Cade, was there? Cade wasn't playing in that game, so yeah, it was pretty much their B B squad. Yeah, well, yeah, Cade's still out with a bit of an ankle, and he's day to day at the moment. So I'm just, I think they're just being a bit cautious with him to make sure he's 110 percent when he comes back. But they got some young play. They got some good young players. Detroit, they like they're definitely trending upwards. Yeah, they are. Oh, oh for sure, they're going to be a really good team in around three years' time. The ball, well, pushing the balls are pushing it, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, it, the second game as well against Lonzo's old team, New Orleans. You know, the triple double, and just there, yeah, they played a lot better. Yeah, they played a lot better that game. Bit of ass kicking towards the end, but no Zion, which you know he's apparently he's. Well, speaking of that, he's stacked on the weight too many pizzas. Yeah, he, he's over three hundred pounds now, right? Yeah, apparently he's he's a big boy normally. So yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Does he want out? I've heard I've heard rumors that he wants out though. This could be a move. This could be he's pulling a Charles Barkley and yep. he's just you know eating donuts and waiting for him <laughs> waiting for him to get traded. Get me out of here. Or I'm going to keep eating donuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were the rumors, and then his, fam- his family came out and said, no, uh, he doesn't want to go anywhere. He's happy there, but who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved. Yeah, just to back on with the Bulls, the one thing I do want to see, I want to see Patrick Williams just play a bit more aggressively. He's sort of taken a back seat since he's been back. I think he's uh, a bit overwhelmed with the talent that he's surrounded with at the moment. Well, yeah, he's a he's a second year player. He's got to work his way into the to the rotation because you ha- you had him starting, right? Is he is he has he been starting games or is he is he coming off the bench? No, he's still starting at the moment in power forward. Yeah, I mean they use him fairly well on a defensive end, which he's really good at. But yeah, offensively, I just want to see him just attack the rim a bit more. He's got he's got the skill to do it. He just needs a bit more confidence. Well, it, it'll be a little bit tough for him. He might take him a few games to sort of play himself into form because you've got Vucevic, right, and you've got mid-range master... DeRozan. DeRozan, yeah. So you've sort of got guys filling up that area that normally he would operate in. So he needs to just get in sync with his teammates. It could take a little while. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, but then, you know, you've got Kobe White coming up, coming back next next month too. So might be a bit of a struggle for him this season. But, yeah, fingers crossed it's, it's not. But, yeah. The old things are pointing upwards for the Bulls at the moment. They've started really well. They had a good preseason too, so they've sort of kept it rolling into the start of the season. So it's good to see. It's good to see that you know Chicago are playing well. And my Celtics have been have been also playing basketball. They had one of the more exciting games v the Knicks. That was a great game. That was that was I think that was easily the best game. Yeah, that was so far. Double overtime loss to the Knicks. Jalen Brown career high, forty six points, nine rebounds, six assists, three steals, and a block. Was pretty amazing straight out of quarantine. Crazy motherfucker named Jalen. Yeah, he went nuts and hit a lot of shots in the first quarter. He was on fire from from the word go. He was hitting shots from in the first quarter, giving us a good advantage. But the Knicks played well. Uh, Randall had a good game. Mitchell Robinson was good, I thought. I thought he, he, he was good defensively, rebounded the ball well. Fournier was great as well. Like he, he has... Fournier in overtime was fucking en fuego. Yeah, he's exactly what they needed. He's exactly what the Knicks needed. And I was impressed. I've got to say, I was impressed with both of both teams. I was in, They were both playing with purpose. That's it, yeah. And so early in the season, got got you got to love it. The Knicks, I think, again, a full, like, Madison Garden, it is so good just to see them doing well. It just adds so much to the atmosphere of a game. Yeah, the electricity coming from the crowd, that was, that was good to see them back. Yeah, they, they did sort of fall in a little bit into the trap of giving it to Randall and just letting him go one-on-one like they did last season a little bit too much. I think RJ Barrett was pretty good in that game too. Like he, he wasn't good in the first half, but he came good in the, in the second half and he hit some big time three point shots to to keep him in the game. Got to the hoop a couple of times. I thought I'm watching the game and watching him just going, man, he's 
just absolute trash. Second half, he came good, and I thought he hit some important shots for him, kept him in the game, actually gave him the lead. Boston were a bit lucky, hitting shots down the stretch that, you know, Mark Smart and, and Tatum. Huge shot from Brown, though, from the logo to, to yeah that, that oh, man, I, I jumped out of my seat on that one. That was, uh, that was <laughs> fan- fantastic. Yeah, he was just in fuego all night. He was fucking crazy. Hasn't played well since. <laughs> had that had that good first game. I thought Celtics, they did pretty well to stay in the game, but just poor decision-making down the stretch. And it, it's a trend with the Celtics. They don't make good decisions on offense. And we're still letting guys get straight to the basket, as was in the Toronto game, which we lost by almost 30. We were ter- terrible in that game. Poor decision-making, bad shooting, not getting back on D, all sorts of problems. Scotty Barnes outplayed us. A rookie outplayed us in that game. He's good, though, man. I've got to say that, like... Uh, He's impressive, yeah. The, the, the scouting report on him, I think, was maybe didn't do him as much justice as what it should have. This guy, I think he's a lot better offensively than what he was scouted as. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Did you did you see any of that game? Frank, you seen any of Toronto yet and Scotty Barnes? No, I haven't haven't been able to at the moment, no. He's been a real focal point of that Toronto side to start the season. So it'd be interesting to watch what they do because I don't think Toronto are particularly good, but, but Nick Nurse gets them to play this this way that keeps them in games, you know, and if if they're – they just out-hustle us. They would just make a more effort than, than Boston, basically. Yeah. Scrapping on D and, and – getting tip-aways and getting easy baskets out of it. And then, uh, yeah, we came up against Houston. Tatum had a much better game today, best game of the season so far, and probably was was the one that got us there. Horford was good too, 17 and 10, three blocks. Grant Williams hit five out of seven from three. Um, that's a bonus because, yeah, I don't know whether he can actually do that or not, but he's going to get wide-open looks, and if he can knock them down, they're bonus points. For, for Boston. I think Schroeder was a bit improved in that game as well, so let's hope that he's going to fit the the Celtic squad as um as as we kind of imagined that that he could. I think he's playing a pretty um uh good role for us off the bench. Hopefully hopefully he plays more consistently well. That's my personal hope and I think the other highlight of that game was Jalen Green going 8 for 10 on threes for Houston. He's an amazing Shooter, that guy. I, I have you seen much of Jalen Green? This guy's fucking off his head. That dunked he, he did today. That was massive. That was fucked up, man. What he did. That was fucked up. And the way he was shooting, to me, it doesn't look like a great jump shot. But I don't know whether it's you know the hair flopping around or or what. You know, I'm not sure what it is. But I haven't seen him play. But from the highlights I've seen, he looks a lot like Tracy McGrady. He can shoot. He's probably slighter than Tracy. I think doesn't quite have the same sort of muscular build that Tracy McGrady had, but yeah, really aggressive going to the hoop. He's really cool to watch, man. Him and like, there's a good crop of rookies this year. They're all looking pretty good already. Yeah. Should we, should we move on to the Aussie rookie? Should we talk about him? Yeah. Well, there hasn't been a lot of activity from our Aussie guys. And we'll just, I'll, I'll just pause for a second here to let the, let the sting play. Aussie baller infiltrations. Let's talk about Josh Giddy because he's been the most active um, rookie Aussie for us. He's um, he's played in every single game and, and made an impact so far. He's been filling up the stat sheet from the look of it. He's been doing a bit, a little bit of everything, which I think is encouraging. 
I think the minutes total is what you'd expect. He's, you know, on a team where he's going to get opportunity. He's played 29, 20, 34 minutes over the first three games. And Philly was his best game. 19 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, four steals in that game. That's pretty good, you know, for for a rookie. Not bad. Eight of 13 field goal too. So seeing that his shooting isn't the best, that's a really good, really good stat for him. Yeah, I really think he has the ability to make a real impact, a bigger impact even than maybe Joe Ingles has had on on the NBA. The way Josh Giddy plays, the, the the way the way he can run a team already, like he's he's got a mature head on young shoulders. And I don't know how familiar you guys are with his old man, Warwick. Warwick played for yeah. the Tigers. Played for the Melbourne Tigers. There's a picture of Warwick Giddy going around where he's got a headband. He looks a bit like, who was that fitness guy? Richard Simmons. He kind of looks like him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's got Josh next to him. Obviously, Josh looks a lot cooler than his old man in the 80s playing in the NBL for the Melbourne Tigers. Because Australian 80s basketball players were the coolest ever, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, and so let's uh, let's. I want to talk about Patty Mills a bit. Listening back to the last episode, I don't think we gave Patty enough shine, and he had an incredible start to the season. He broke his own record. He hit his first ten threes in the first two games, and yep, uh, he previously held that record for a guy playing his first game for a new team and hitting eight of eight threes in thirteen fourteen when he joined up with. The San Antonio Spurs from because he played for the Blazers first, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he played for the Blazers for a few seasons. Then moved. It was basically a bench warmer. That was cool though to see Patty just just line him up. And even though the team wasn't playing that well, he was like, "Well, I'm out here doing my job. You motherfuckers, pull your socks up." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he just has shown what just an outstanding professional basketball player is. Is is he is he the best representative of Australian basketball in the NBA? Uh, you'd have to say so. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he is. He's played a consistent role for so long, and the whole league knows him. You can't let him shoot, man, because he's going. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's going to heat up. Remained virtually injury free for his whole career. He's a very consistent shooter. He comes in. You know what you're going to get every time. He gives 100. percent I mean, he's just an outstanding basketball professional basketball player that you know you would love to have on every every team in the league would love to have a player like that that is that consistent yeah and you don't hear anyone talk ill about him too you know all his teammates and former teammates love him and yeah as you said it's yeah. someone you want to have on your team because you know he's going to bring his shit and it would do the best he can every night he doesn't bring any baggage either he just comes in does his job nice to everyone Pumps everyone up, you know, supports the rest of the team. He's a sick cunt. He's a he's the sickest cunt. Yeah, I mean, he played for Australia. He played really well for Australia. Led us to our best ever ever finish. Absolutely. And sort of rode that rode that wave. Sort of uh, kept it going into the NBA. Like I have to bring it up again. But if Ben's that, that's what Ben Simmons should have done. He should be talking to Paddy Mills and and you know probably asking him for a bit of advice at this point. I assume he probably has already. He's probably already hit him up and said. You know, what the hell do I do here, Paddy? Can you teach me to shoot, please? Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about players that, you know, that you love and, you know, Derek Rose's name always comes up, but, you know, you just love the guy. Paddy Mills is there as well. You can't hate him. No, he's unhateable. Certified dead set legend of Australia. 
and led us, you know, to that bronze medal in, in the Olympics. And he's continuing it on in, into the NBA season, shooting the lights out. There's a, a few other Aussie guys were active, but... I was surprised that Jock Lando didn't get more minutes. I was surprised that he sat out games. Like, I was like, well, uh, what are you... Well, far be it from anyone to question Pop, but I'm like, look where you are. Look where your team's at. You need young players out there, you know, with a bit of bounce and a, something to prove. Why is he not playing an entire game? Why is he sitting at the end of the bench? Why did you even sign him for? That's kind of what I was thinking. I would have liked to have seen him play against Denver because he could have, you know, he would have been a good matchup for Porter Jr., I reckon, in that game. Yeah. But is this just is this just popped working out his, you know, his roster still and, you know, figuring out, is he a bench player? Is he a starter? How many minutes do we give him? Was preseason long enough? Was that? I don't think it was with all the new players that the Spurs have got. Well, that's right. He's, yeah. he's got to earn his minutes with, with, with Pop and, um, you know, he's just got to keep working. I don't think he's without a chance of making the, you know, the rotation. Yeah, we'll just have to watch and see, see what, see what happens with that. Matisse Tyrell played against New Orleans. He's played consistently well against New Orleans. Brooklyn OKC, not much offensively, but he's getting, you know, he's getting his 20 to 25 minutes and, you know, he's consistently getting steals and blocks on the defensive end, not really contributing on the, on the scoring end yet, but he's doing what he does. He's doing his job for that, for that team. Yeah. That, that team's not really set up for him to get scoring opportunities. So from the games of the sixes I've seen already. He's playing a role. Yeah. He always plays good defense. He always plays good defense, but I don't know, man, like I was watching that sixes game. They don't need Ben Simmons to fucking choke. Because they fucking choked in that game. They fucking uh, who was that against when they choked against? I, I think it was the I think it was the Nets. Yeah, it was definitely it was the Nets. Philly and the Nets, and the, and Philly was up <laughs> basically for the whole game, and then choked. And I was like, well, they don't need Simmons. Like Simmons ain't the only one choking in this team. No, no, they're the last they're the last group of guys that should be hanging someone else out to dry because yeah. they're not a good team. And no, Embiid is fucking for a lot. He talks a lot of shit, but has not backed up anything in his career. Like it was, I'm surprised that he talks as much as he does. And look, Danny Green is a veteran, but he stunk it up in that game. And I was just like, this guy's, he's letting people get by him. He's throwing up air balls. Why not just play Thibault? You would think they would swap out a guy who's not performing, right? Yeah. I think they paid him too much money and uh, he just, he hasn't really done a, a whole lot for the Sixers since he's. Yeah, come across. Yeah, no, that's true. And and hot take as well. Uh, Doc Rivers is probably the most overrated coach in history. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. no, Doc Doc Rivers can suck a dick. I, I really, <laughs> I got no time for that cunt. I seriously got no time for that cunt. He's fucked. Yeah, he's won. They everyone sort of points to that Celtics championship in was it two thousand and eight? When was that? Two thousand. Yeah, people keep pointing to two thousand eight when he had Kevin yeah, Gunn, but that was Ray Allen, Rondo, yeah. and Paul Pierce all. Playing still pretty well, but that's Thibodeau. I look at that team and I go, "That's Thibodeau's defensive, like that's it's that the defense and in that team." Yeah, and it's KG it's not, as well. It's like everyone looked up yeah. to KG so much. Whatever he said, yeah. Went. Doc Rivers seemed to get all the credit for it, and to the point where the Clippers traded for him. That's it. <laughs> How do you trade for a coach? Just fucking. That's insane. And what fucking and, result uh, has he been able to achieve to this point, other than disappointment? Disappointing result after choke. After this, you know, disappointing result. And to think that that is that they sort of got rid of, they threw Brett Brown under the bus as well. And yeah, he copped it he, unfairly. You know, he 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 did his job and was blamed for basically one bad season. Yeah, and they have gotten, I would say, probably worse since then. Yeah, I don't know how they figure they're contending. 
I really don't see them as contenders. Frank, how do you see Philly? Because you know they're pretty highly regarded. We've seen all the all the stuff about Simmons, and Embiid has a sore knee already. Two ga- two games into the season, he's got a sore knee already. Like uh, you know, this guy's you know, I feel like that's he's uh, you know two two steps away from you know a season ending injury. You want to talk about unfit players? I mean, yeah, Joel Embiid notoriously gases in in game. Like he can't play more than thirty minutes. He can't get you to the end of the game. He can. He can dominate for periods within the game, and yeah, occasionally he gets his eye in and he can shoot that straightaway three. But other than that, man, I think he's thoroughly underperforming. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Run down the court, man. It's like his knees sound like a fucking rusty garden gate. He's two steps away from like his knees fucking imploding. <laughs> Somebody get the lube mobile out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's, some, there's something about Philly. It just doesn't sit right with me. It's yes, uh, you know, they've got a couple of good players, but there's just there's something missing. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something missing from that team. And Jimmy Butler, that's what it is. It's Jimmy Butler. Someone, someone who's willing to be accountable on the team. Yeah, that's that's what they're missing. It's it's no fluke that they that the in recent times when they went to the conference finals and lost by what an inch on that shot from Kawhi. Like, you know, from the corner against Toronto, Jimmy Butler was the guy galvanizing that team. And then they get rid of him for question mark? Like for for, (laughs) – why did they get rid of him? Because, like, he was maybe asking too much of Ben Simmons and, like, Tobias Harris and fucking really trying to get these guys to, you know, it's win or why don't you just fuck off if you're not serious about winning? I can't understand that decision. Well, let's let's ask the Oracle this. The Oracle. Where did Philadelphia finish – this year depends on on the knees on Embiid, I guess. Could they drop out of the playoffs? I could see them dropping all the way out, man. I don't think they drop out of the playoffs. I don't think they drop out of the playoffs, but they'll drop spots. Yeah, they'll drop spots, and with the way that other teams are improving, like you've got your Atlanta, you've got your New York, and all that sort of stuff, it's going to be tough. Sort your fucking shit out, Philadelphia, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I think they've got a year or two left and I'm going to have to start trading shit away and rebuild that team again because yeah, the current team's not going to do much at all. As long as they have this off-court drama and, and conflict happening, it's just going to detract from what they do on the court and they can't expect to do any better than they are now, I don't think. Well, we didn't cover every game and, and we're not going to because we're doing this from Australia. We don't care about every game. We only really care about it. <laughs> so if you're upset that we didn't talk about your team's fucking result, then suck an egg because so tell us <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. Tell you you tell us why we should talk about it. I suppose I could I could DM email address out or something. Yeah, we've got an email address. Yeah, we've got an email. They fax. Oh, Send a fax. Garbage time podcast at protonmail.com if you want to email the podcast or faxes. <laughs> or or Matt's got a fax machine on a dial-up modem. So page me. Get at him on the old uh, uh, the CB radio and the short. Sorry, a pigeon. <laughs> yeah. Send him a smoke signal. <laughs> and he'll respond accordingly. You know what? That's that's enough for people's ears this week. We'll be back again week from now, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Can I just uh, do a quick shout out? Go for it, mate. I just want to shout out to a mate of mine, Koshi or Ben Koshkamper. He designed the logo for our podcast. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, we just we we, we threw. We just told him what he wanted, and yeah, he just said, you know, well, you know, he can do this and do that, and he just fucking whacked it together, and it looks fucking awesome. So, thanks a lot, Benny. Uh, much appreciated. And if anyone wants some shit designed, email us, and uh, we can get you on Benny, and 
he'll fucking do some great shit for you. Yeah, he, he did a great job on that, man. He did really, it looks really schmick. He nailed it almost the first time. The first thing that he sent back was almost almost spot on, and we just made a few little suggestions, and then back it came. It was all all done, and it looks schmicko. It looks great on the on the podcast app and iTunes, and we'll get up on all the other ones in the coming weeks. We'll be up on Spotify and all that soon. Once again, if you want to email the podcast, it's garbagetimepodcast at protonmail.com. Send us an email if you want. Tell us all about your experience listening to us ramble on about <laughs> Australians playing in the NBA and <laughs> NBA dickheads. Shout out to fucking Eric Bledsoe who <laughs> had an awesome first game of uh, play for a new team, 22 points. But And look, players are going to do that to me all year. This is, this is what I do. I bag players and then they literally go out and have a career game. Who do I bag this week? Let's make it... Tony Snell. Eric Gordon. I'm going to say Eric Gordon is going to, like, shoot zero for 20 or something. Does he still play for the Rockets? I think he had a decent game the other day, actually. Well, it was a mirage because that guy's cooked, as far as I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) So he's due for a 60-point game. I've watched one game and I've assessed that he's cooked, so watch him go for 40 in the next game. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, guys, it's been thanks a pleasure. For, uh, thanks for, for joining me once again, guys. It's been a pleasure to have you. Um, I'm really having fun doing this. This is, this is great stuff. And uh, we're only going to keep keep building on it and keep doing it every week. And I want to say a special thanks to uh, to the Oracle. Thanks once again for uh, lending generously your ability to foresee uh, future results in the NBA. I have... A magical taint. The <laughs> Matt, you, you're the host of another podcast uh, that I'm uh, a listener of. That's true, mate. Uh, I do a podcast called the Passive Aggressive Podcast, which is a non-basketball podcast but where we – There is a sports yeah. There is a sports segment though, isn't there? But it's not on sports. Occasionally there is a sports segment. <laughs> we never – we always segue into – I love I the sport. I love the sports segment because I know just no sports is coming. <laughs> yeah, I think the last sports report we did, uh, we talked about someone getting a blowjob in a hot air balloon for the fucking entire time. So, well, see, there you go. That's the sort of stuff you're going to hear on the Passive Aggressive podcast. If you want to jump over there and listen to that with uh, with Matt and Dan, uh, that's a good one as well. It'll give yeah. you a good laugh during the week after you've listened to ours. Quotation marks. Yeah, humor. <laughs> Taint talk. <laughs> Taint talk. Yeah, their files. F-Files, Queefs, you've got it all over there, Matt. So, yeah, anyone who's listening to this, go over and listen to that. That's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks for listening once again, and we'll see you next week. That's good stuff. You got a, you got a sign-off, Matt? Or Cheers, cheers cunts. We out of here. <laughs> that was good stuff. Good on you, Frank. Good on you, Rod. All right, cheers, Frank. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, mate. No worries, Rodders. Catch you later. Cheers, cunts. <laughs>